Big Finish for the love of stories. You're listening to the Big Finish podcast. Release date Sunday, the 5th of November, Ooh. 2023. Who are you? <sighs> I just said we don't have much time. What, you land here and expect me to go along with what you say? Yeah, I'm told I can be very persuasive. 60 minutes? Or thereabouts. The countdown is set to 4,000 realms. Countdown to what? The most powerful weapon the Daleks have on this planet. <laughs> there you are. Oh. Hello. I'm Benji Clifford, he's Nick Briggs, this is Big Finish, audiobooks, audio drama, and this podcast, all for the love of stories. In a few moments, Benji and I will be chatting about something incredibly important, whatever that is. After that, it'll be time for the Good Review Guy, reviewing the reviews (laughs) of UFO Destruct Positive, Big Finish's audio reimagining of the great live-action Jerry and Sylvia Anderson production set in a futuristic 1980s. 80, ah, but made yes. in 1969, ah. featuring relentless Earth incursion attempts by mysterious aliens in dead, cool flying saucers. Come on! Ed, you're scaring me. And I'm scaring myself. Then we go behind the scenes with the latest Warmaster adventures, uh, starring the superb Derek Jacobi in Runtime by Tim Foley, in which the Master has only one hour to save a world. And that's released this Thursday. I did fiddle with it as I leapt from Dalek to Dalek. Following that, listeners' emails sent to podcast at bigfinish.com and we connect with your thoughts and questions through the miracle of the internet. Contact. (laughs) In our also available segment, the latest from Torchwood and a murder in the 43rd century with Sean Parks as Zachary Cross Flane investigating out this Tuesday. Back then, they killed through the translator spheres. Then the Randomoid Selectatron will once again be delivering a random release with a 25% discount dutifully attached to it by Big Finish content manager Jackie Emery. <laughs> and we've no idea what Ram will select, oh. but here's a clip from the future just to tease you. Nearly there. Shoot it down, Jackson! And finally, as always, we round off the podcast with a free 15-minute drama tease. And this week, it's from the Warmaster, Rogue Encounters, runtime by Tim Foley. Ah, that's better. Uh, sorry to make such an entrance. You you, you fell from the sky? Oh, no, higher than the sky, from the heavens above. Remember, remember, the 5th of November. Gunpowder, treason and plot... I see no reason why gunpowder treason should ever be forgot. Guy Fawkes, Guy Fawkes, t'was his intent to blow up the king and the parliament. Three score barrels of powder below, poor old England to overthrow. By God's providence, he was catched with a dark lantern and a burning match. I almost read. Holler boys, holler boys, let the bells ring. Holler boys, holler boys, God save the king. There we are. that some fireworks that uh, happened last night i was gonna uh, god save the king and it was gonna do it was really annoying i cut off the beginning of it um because i had to unmute it but it was going to be the perfect thing because it was going to come in like this amazing you see what a nursery rhyme david whittaker used this as inspiration for the opening of curse of the daleks Do, did you know that i didn't know that but i certainly want to hear it remember remember the Dalek December, with Paris in ruins and London an ember. In times of the future, when fears are abating, don't try to forget them. The Daleks are waiting, quietly planning and scheming and hating. Remember. I would have loved to have seen all of the stage plays. Thankfully, big finish. We we have 
our own audio adaptations of them. Yes. But I still would have loved to have been able to have seen it. Uh, but and that was one without life. without the uh, Doctor in it. Um, yeah, Curse of the Daleks. Set yeah. on Scarrow. Set on a spaceship and Scarrow. Uh, and the Daleks spaceship had all died and off. Scar. And Scarrow. Yeah, uh, interesting one. But yeah, back to the 5th of November. That's what I'm talking about. It's it's um, Guy Fawkes Night, so Fireworks Night or whatever we call it in the UK. This is completely, you know, anyone in any other territory listening to this doesn't know what we're talking about or doesn't care. More importantly, they might know, but just not care. It's a, It's still a big thing in the UK, isn't it? It's a huge thing. And it's. And I, I think it's, it's funny, isn't it? Because... Even though we understand why we do it, nobody really understands why we do it. We just still do it, you know, burning the guy and essentially celebrating, you know, somebody attempting to blow up Parliament. It's, it's a quite, very funny old business, and isn't it's it? barbaric, isn't it? Because of you know the, it seems sort of quite bloodthirsty and barbaric, doesn't it? To sort of celebrate it and to burn him, burn effigies of him. That's actually what we're doing. Yeah. But you know, you, you forget. I say we. we are, I'm not doing are. it. <laughs> We are a primitive people, you know, at our core. We just like to think we're cleverer than we are. But it's strange. It's a strange thing. But at the same time, people love fireworks and all sorts. However, I would like to issue a warning, if I may. Yes, um, for animals. Be careful, be careful when you go to these bonfire nights and, uh, and f- you know, things like that. Because I went to one a few years ago and um, people throw fireworks and <sighs> one went off. And it's given me tinnitus in one of my ears ever since then, directly from that night. Um, so be careful because like it's like I, I don't go to any of them at all anymore I, ne- I vowed never to go again because I, obviously my ears are where the money is yeah, so, yeah. So, you know but but genuinely you know it was a case of that's what happened and so yeah so if you're going to mug Benji don't forget go for the ears because that's, that's where that's where the money is <laughs> yeah you'll find a fiver tucked behind me behind the ear uh, well um, yeah I don't I remember um remember you know, bomb the 5th of November. Uh it's the in the curse of the Daleks is the Dalek December. Um it, I remember as a kid being very excited about it but also being excited about Halloween and we used to do bobbing for apples and stuff and you know everyone in those days used to let off fireworks in their own gardens and you just see all across the estate there's these <laughs> going off and they were never as good as you wanted them to be you know and so big firework displays seem to be the answer actually we occasionally do go to one uh, near our place and and the fireworks are a long way away but you know it's quite a impressive display my favorite video on youtube certainly one of them is that when there was that big firework display somewhere and they accidentally <laughs> let them all off at the same time. Oh my goodness. And the whole sky lights up. It's the most ridiculous thing you will ever see. It's sort see. of it's over just, in two minutes. <laughs> it's just, the light is like, it's like a, just like a nuclear bomb has gone off. It's just <laughs> blinding light. Oh my goodness. Um, I love I love fireworks. You know, last night I was sitting around and um, then there was a firework display at the bottom of my garden, or the other side of the fence, they oh. were having a lovely fire, and they were good. They were good fireworks. As so you well. got it for free? Yeah, got it for free, really close up. Well, yeah, so I did beautiful. mention earlier because I thought that that's um, animals. You know, you've got a dog, and and presumably she's not very happy about the noise of fireworks. So Rosie doesn't care at all. She's completely <gasps> wow. placid. She doesn't bother at all. Just happy. She's very happy. And but the dog next door, Bella is utterly fearful of it and it's really awful when you see them you feel you feel very um i always worry because i always think i was you know that she's going to be suffering you know it's not yeah, very yeah. nice but i mean you know there's a lot of a lot of arguments to say that really people shouldn't be able to really buy fireworks like domestically it does because seem they are dangerous they are explosives it? i remember years ago um when i was i don't know maybe like 15 16 um yeah that would have been years had, ago I was at a friend's. I was at a friend's. It was years ago. Sadly. I can confirm that scientifically. Scientifically, it's true. Um, and we were at the firework thing in somebody's garden, and the the you know you put the stick in the ground, yes, yes. and that's what sends the fireworks off. Well, the well when it went off, the stick it fell forward and it shot into ne- in their next door neighbor's shed. Yeah, this is so this danger. You know, yeah, fortunately there wasn't a fire, but and 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 incredibly, it was wonderful to watch. But um, but you can't help but think, wow, like. You know, 
I can, I can as an adult, just walk down to a shop and buy these exploding rockets. Yeah. Yeah, you, Mad, you could uh, conquer the world. Nothing in the world will stop you now. Um, I know our cat was certainly jumping at Storm Kieran that was going over the other night. Every time the thunder went, she kind of she was on our bed and she was looking around to say, "What the heck was that?" But um, well, sometimes thunder can be so loud as yeah, well yeah. when it's really loud. When it's overhead, and it's over yeah, when it's overhead and, and striking. I didn't hear any uh, thunder for Kieran this time. It was just very wet and. Windy and horrible. Yeah, it's but, destroyed um, some of our really nice flowers. Well, that was a pain in <laughs> what a, the. What an amazing fun, conversation this is, in inverted commas. Amazing. I know, it's called, this really is called getting old, isn't it? Um, <laughs> and you're not even anyway, old. I know, old, I'm oh, old. old. Time now for a good review guide. <laughs> Finding the latest, oh, the latest positive comments about Big Finish Productions to help recommend them for you. That was the thing of beauty. And as promised this week, we're looking at UFO Destruct Positive from Big Finish Productions. UFO Destruct Positive. There's definitely something out there. I can see a flashing light reflected in the cockpit. Damn it! Can you see it? Driver, off road! I think I saw a light, a flashing light. Ed, I'm under orders. Forget everything. That's what they told me. We can make him doubt everything. Lieutenant Colonel Virginia Lake. You just don't give up, do you? Normally, I like that in a man. Uh, uh, that feels cold. That's just the drug entering your bloodstream. Uh, please, help me. Just once, I wish we could catch a break. Just get one of them alive. I want to hear what they have to say. Hell, I just want to hear them scream after everything they've done to us. I'll see what I can do, sir. They'll never see me again, but he'll sure as hell hear from me. Are you familiar with Project Sign? Project Grudge? I may not know everything about you, but I know enough to make your life very difficult. Uh, oh, Project Blue Book? I can lift up the stone that you hide beneath and expose you to the sun. These phenomena aren't unidentified anymore. Others are just not human. Ed, you're scaring me. And I'm scaring myself. Truth is, this fight is my life, Stringer, and it will become yours. Over here. There it is. Ever seen one before? Not in the flesh. You've got a UFO breathing right down your neck. Get out of there, sir! Shadow is all that matters now. Get down! Welcome aboard Skydiver, Commander. Captain Carlin. Tell me how you lost it. But you already know if you've read I want to hear it from you, Captain. Patching shadow control through now. Shadow control to skydiver one. Do you read me? Over. Adopt launch posture. You're going to want to hold into something, sir. Sky one, ready for launch. Petra, eject! Belay that order. Petra Carlin is one of the best captains. You're taking this all very personally. Captain Carlin. Commander Straker. What's your situation? If anyone moves in my direction, I will shoot. Don't be a damn fool. Oh, Christ, what's that? What the hell is it? Torpedoes armed and ready, sir. Fire one. So... You really think they're what? Body snatchers? I don't know anything. I was just presenting a possibility, Alec. So, this is what we do now. To fight. To survive. To win this war.
finish for the love of stories. Just go to bigfinish.com and type destruct into the search pane at the top to find this one. We've all done it. And first up, we've got cultbox.co.uk, Tony Jones. And Tony says, Jerry Anderson brought the much-loved UFO to ITV in 1970 and set it in 1980. Yeah. With strong visual identity and purple wigs, uh, lacking that dimension, Andy Lane's stories with a strong cast and direction from Nick Briggs. Oh, thank uh, you. What, back in the 70s? Wow. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> portray a fantasy 1980s subtly informed by actual history. More importantly, telling a backstory for the show without sacrificing any of its core values on the altar of Bring It Up to Date. Uh, adds great sound work from Ian Meadows and a Jamie Robertson theme and it sounds like success to us. Whilst it may be more popular among an older audience who remember the show, at heart it's a compelling story and this set is a good addition to the au vieux. We look forward to the second set in March 2023. Nothing has been revealed but we imagine a trip to the moon may be in order. We packed our purple wigs just in case. That's four stars. That's not bad, is it? Yeah, yeah. And, and we did solid. go to the moon in the, the, the second one. Uh, the moon. The moon. Uh, Sci-Fi Bulletin, Paul Simpson said, a different take on the source material, but it gradually tightens its grip as the episode unfolds. And he gave the varying episodes uh, six, seven, and eight out of ten. I have to be fair to Paul. He, he did make a lot of negative points in his review, uh, all of which I thought were... Um, I disagreed with, obviously. <laughs> that's but, why you're not hearing them now. <laughs> exactly, because this is the good review guide. I mean, it was very interesting. He, there was one point where he said, and you know, and, and what, what, it's such a coincidence that when Straker's on this submarine that an alien attacks. I thought, have you not seen the series? Uh, you know, you can say that about any adventure series. So, you know, the Doctor goes to a planet and it's such a coincidence that there's some struggle happening between the two main races. Or, you know, why were the Daleks using a neutron? Uh, you know, you just think, yeah, well, because if they'd if commander straker had gone to the submarine and nothing interesting was happening that would be him on a submarine going oh this is good isn't it and that wouldn't be a very good episode for example yeah, it'd be more like an episode of triangle say. wouldn't it you know so you have to with these adventure action drama melodrama series you have to you know accept that there is a format that you buy into that the stories are always about the time when when there were coincidences and something interesting happened because if because coincidences are when events clash and that's when the sparks of drama fly you can have that one for free sparks of drama fly by nicholas briggs <laughs> well we got one here on social media from ploppy le chien uh, ploppy the dog um three terrific tales by andy lane author set in the retro futurism of 1975. Mm-hmm. A truly True. exceptional cast, Briggs Nicholas direction, that man Meadows sound design and Jamie composer's music makes this an unmissable Big Finish audio. It's superb. 10 out of 10. Ah, oh, Poppy. Poppy. It's Ploppy, actually, isn't it's it? It's Ploppy, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, Ploppy the dog. It's yeah. Poppy here. Uh, maybe they've cleaned up their act. I don't know. <laughs> no, no, I just Googled it to make sure. Not so pl- it is oh, indeed still very ploppy. You're very diligent. Uh, at Telos32, which um, is an interesting name. Uh, Telos is one of the Cyberman planets. And 32 is... Uh, uh, not my age. Back in the day, UFO was one of my favourite shows. It'll be my age next week. Will it? Saying. Wow, yeah. you old so-and-so. Uh, this audio version is familiar, but also fresh, and I liked it a lot. Looking forward to further sets. Well, can't say better than that. Next week, there will be more reviews as we take a look at Torchwood Suckers. Coming up soon, listeners' emails, Torchwood Who Done It, and the Randomoid Selectatron. But first, the Warmaster, Rogue Encounters, and an episode entitled Runtime by Tim Foley. Let's go behind the scenes. Hello, my name is Scott Hancock, and I am the producer and director of the Warmaster Runtime. Ah, that's better. Uh, sorry to make such an entrance. You, you fell from the sky. Oh, higher than the sky, from the heavens above. It's an incredible thing, an impact suit. I could stroll right across the surface of the sun. What? 
Uh, yeah, we don't have much time, so let's make this quick. The Daleks are destroying this planet. We have 60 minutes to stop them. The idea for the script came about after I'd been to see 1917, the uh, Sam Mendes film, in the cinema. And it's a brilliant film set during the First World War, told in a continuous take. And, you know, there's a lovely sort of mission and ticking clock and, you know, uh, the, the journey and the drama is just incredible. And I'm not only a huge fan of war movies, but it really blew me away. And uh, so, as you do when you, you see things that sort of get under your skin like that, you think, is there an audio equivalent of that? Could we do something similar in a war setting on audio? And then suddenly you think, well, actually, we've got the War Master set in the Time War. Could we do something like 1917 with the War Master and Daleks and everything like that? And uh, so, <laughs> as you do, I took the brief to Tim Foley because he loves a challenge. Uh, and Tim's brilliant for stuff like this because he puts his own unique spin on it. And uh, yeah, this is where we ended up. Which is more than we can say for those Daleks, isn't it? <laughs> and that radio of yours... Is there anything you can do with it? I did fiddle with it as I leapt from Dalek to Dalek. Keep it close. It uh, might come in handy. Uh, my name is Terry Jacoby, and I play the master. I, I have seen the film, and, and worked with Sam, too. It was long before he was famous. It was at the Old Vic in, oh, in the 90s, I think. We did a play about Edmund Keane, called Keane. Lo lovely play, lovely play by Jean-Paul Sartre. Great, lovely. I love working with Tim because, as I say, you can give him a brief as simple as I want to tell a sort of war mission in real time and make it all one continuous scene, and he'll just do stuff to surprise you. But it's always nice to have the Master fighting Daleks. We've not had that much of it in The War Master, actually, but yeah, this is very much kicking off our series of one-off adventures across his timeline. Slug, grab the nearest Dalek! God! That you must! It's the only thing you can use to haul yourself out! Okay, I'm coming for you! I thought it was very um, involved and a bit confusing, but it's not actually. And um, my underlying uh, fear, I think, was did I have the breath for it? Because I've spent most of my time panting and deep breathing and, you know, um, making myself giddy. You know, I think once the energy is created, it sustains itself. Um, it's kind of self-perpetuating as soon as you stop. Um, it can flag, but as long as you keep going. I think it's the same with any any uh, large part that you play. You just have to uh, keep going. Uh, that's what I missed when I first read it, I think, the simplicity of it. What's up there? I can't... Oh, uh, we must be... Those are old outhouse buildings, what's left of them. Well, they're a little more than rubble. They won't provide any cover. It's not so much about cover. It's about getting out of this mud. Just go to bigfinish.com and type rogue into the search pane at the top to find this one. And that is out this Thursday, the 9th of November. Right now, though, it's time for... Oh, uh, listeners' emails. And if you want a voice as nice as Nicholas Briggs... Well, I mean, you can't. It's impossible. Only Nick's got Nick's voice. You'd have to prize it out of his oh, neck. I don't know. Me nice. Adams is pretty good at my Dalek voices. <laughs> oh, there we go. Well, you never know. Uh, but if you want to, uh, if you want to write in, you can just send an email to podcast at bigfinish.com. Send it in. Get it up. I'm ready to go. First up here is Joshua Duffy. Ah. Uh, the subject of this one is the Masters of Luxor. Uh, Heineken Benji. Hi there. Hope you I two and everyone sorry, at Big that, Finish sorry. are getting on well. With the recent news that the BBC have lost the rights for An Unearthly Child from Anthony Coburn's estate, this has had fans, including myself, wondering, does this affect the rights of the Masters of Luxor 2? I haven't gone round to purchasing this audio yet, but I'm afraid if I leave it for too long, it might get taken off the Big Finish website. Does the rights situation affect the Masters of Luxor? Sincerely, Joshua Duffy. As far as I know, no, it doesn't. Next up, uh, Samuel Campling uh, 
writes in with the subject line, thank you, in capital letters with an exclamation mark. Hi, Nick and Benji. Hi there. Hi there. Sorry, I forgot my hi there last time. I just wanted to send a note to say how much the team deserve unlimited rice pudding, (laughs) jelly babies, (laughs) and perhaps even a sherbet dip for once in future. But no one tell Jacob Dudman. Okay, I won't. Uh, Every line... (laughs) hit the spot for me with a myriad of standout moments. The sound design, music and writing were a big finish at its very best and it's clear all involved were living their best lives. No question in this email, but just wanted you guys to know how special you're making 2020, 2020, 2020, add all those up again, 2023 for us Who fans. And that's before it even comes back on the telly box. I know it's coming soon. Uh, With huge respect and affection, Sam Campling. Isn't that a lovely email? Thank you, Sam. Very kind. Yeah. Very, very, very kind, kind very indeed. Kind. We got one more of those oh. from Nissa McKinnon. The subject is Trapped Menu. Mm. Menu's trapped. Good grief. Hi. Uh, I hope everyone is having a good fall week as we slide into the month of November. Oh. The snow we had a week ago is mostly gone and there will be more. Oh. As you might remember, I work at Safeway. Other stores are available. So hearing all those items did have me getting a little hungry. <laughs> Safeway still exists. Yeah, we were talking grief. about, weren't we, food, trapped tra- tra- potatoes and things. Yeah. Oh, I don't think Safeway exists in this country. It just goes to show, doesn't yeah. it? Um, I was wondering if Big Finish was planning to go on Blue Sky. I didn't see you there. I know social media changes every so often. I do have a few invite codes that I will offer you if needed. I don't expect anything, including taking up this offer. Okay, uh, we'll need to get ready for NaNoWriMo. So I hope you all stay safe and healthy. Nissa McKinnon. What's NaNoWriMo? It's a writing challenge, I believe. If my memory oh, serves okay. me. Writing is basically like a big... Um, it's a big kind of thing where everybody uses the hashtag and, and they all kind of write their novels together. Oh. National, Naval, National Novel Writing Month. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. National is it N-A. Uh, National. National. N-O, N-O novel. R-I. Yeah. R-I writing. M. Are you? <laughs> Art thou? Oh, well, um... We are on Blue Sky. We just haven't done anything yet. So we don't need a code. Thanks, Nissa. Nice offer, though. Like all these things, though, it's like a pick and mix, isn't it? It's choosing where to go. I don't think anybody really knows. But anyway. Yeah, it's just a whole new platform and we need to find... I mean, I'm on Blue Sky and uh, nothing seems to be happening. I don't quite understand what to do. (laughs) But that is because I'm 62. Uh, That's it for the emails. We're taking a week's break from the emails next week. But never fear, they will return. Remember, there's a drama tease for the latest War Master adventures in Rogue Encounters at the end of this podcast. But first, it's time to travel into the 43rd century with Torchwood as we delve behind the scenes of Who Done It. Hello, my name is Amanda and I'm playing Chloe, who is a synth. Back then, they killed through the translator spheres. Using them as psychic energy projectors. The same method could have been employed here which means every Ood carries a weapon in its hands and could start killing at any moment. Intriguing. This is supposed to fix me. No, I was simply extracting information from you. Chloe has got a bit of bite to her, I like to think. Uh, She's very intelligent, maybe smarter than Zachary. Can I say that? I don't know. Maybe. Um, (laughs) And she's quite feisty. She's quite feisty. She knows her worth. She is not human, she's sent but she is, uh, you know, a valued member of this uh, twosome. You always have one up over other people um, and you can have fun with that and you can really, like, play with the humour and and play with people's emotions and things like that. Um, And it's just fun being smart. Welcome to Paraglus. What a day you've picked, guys. Not a guy. Zachary Crossflame, Chloe, the Torchwood Archive. The Lady Drogba for my sins. This way. I am Belinda, and I'm playing Lady Drogba, and I'm the manager of the recycling planet Paraglus 4. Uh, I think playing a sort of baddie is the best one you can have, to be honest. The smiling assassin, I like to think of her as. Well, fooling the audience for a start, and just playing playing with the other characters, toying with their expectations. Um, Trying to get a bit of humour in there, I think. 
probably always helps. We apologize for the lack of light, but we are here waiting for you in the dark. Hi, my name is Silas Carson and I am playing the Ood. Oh, I just love the Ood. They're such contradictory characters, you know, they're just sweet and cuddly and well-intentioned, you know, but then they can be taken over and become um, very uh, ambiguous and and menacing and difficult. So there's there's a whole range there encapsulated in a voice that is kind of unchanging. So what I enjoy about it is trying to get all of those different um, overtones into a voice that is ostensibly unchanging. But they're just gorgeous characters. How can we help? Well, actually, I'm, I'm here to help you. Indeed. And Ood was murdered, which is why I'm here to find out what happened. Uh, I didn't actually audition for it. I was asked to do it. Um, I mean, it was a very, very long time ago. But I remember going to the studios in West Hampstead, in that old church in West Hampstead, the name of it um, eludes me right now. But I was asked to do it on the back of uh, doing various different voices in the Star Wars trilogy, uh, the prequel trilogy. So I had played three different characters in that, uh, and I voiced all of them as well. So it was on the back of that that somebody just gave me the, the gig of the Ood, which was fantastic, but I had no idea that I'd still be doing it decades later. I think we just played around with various different um, voices and intonations, you know, and we came up with this, um, with this voice that was, you know, just very, very difficult to get a handle on. Really, we just, yeah, we, I remember being in the studio and just messing about with different things and we finally went, oh my God, that's it, that's that's the one. And you can find this one by going to bigfinish.com and typing it. that's double O-O-O-D-U-N-N-I-T, all right, into the search pane at the top. And remember, it's released this Tuesday, the 7th of November. Meanwhile, it's... The Randomoid Selectatron, where we randomly select a big finish release and offer you a 25% discount on it. What we got, Benji? Well, we've got Survival of the Fittest by Jonathan Clements, starring Sylvester McCoy, Adrian Boa, and Tracy Charles. Oh, well, it's a, a Klein story, isn't it? Yeah, it's a Klein mm. release. Yeah, it's got two releases in it, hasn't it, actually? It's because it's, it's also got a Klein story by John Ainsworth and Lee Mansfield in it. Anyway, here's the trailer. The carrion has been driven mad. It wanders the nest. It kills everything that it finds. What are you afraid of? The winterlack. The winterlack will kill us. What is this winterlack? Cast out the intruder. Cast out the winterlack. Oh, Lily, you poor, poor thing. The winterlack really have wiped you out. It might be the last of your kind. Hello, my name is Stefan. Pleased to meet you. What are you doing on this planet? Who the hell are you? Perhaps I should be asking you the same question. Welcome, you hatchling. Welcome to the nest. Jackson, the xenomorph appears to be moving away from the base. It's coming this way. Nearly there. Shoot it down, Jackson! believe it. That I made it down the hill. <laughs> that I'm actually pleased to see you. Subscribers get more at bigfinish.com So this was part of uh, uh, a sort of it was one of the first things that gave us the idea to do trilogies because we used to sort of go from doctor to doctor to doctor in the main monthly range and then we realised it might be fun to group the stories in, in groups of, you know, th three monthly releases. And this was uh, when Alan Barnes was the script editor for it and we gave him three months off every year and John Ainsworth would come in. I think he did it two years running and he created this uh, Klein trilogy. I believe this is part of the trilogy, isn't it? Let me see what's... Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Thousand Tiny Wings was the one before this, yeah. 
So, yeah, that, that's what happened here. And, and you know, Tracy Childs is no longer acts. She's uh, busy being a, a, an artistic director in a theatre in East Anglia, I believe, uh, and a director. Uh, she is just such a brilliant actor. I hope one day to, to uh, coax her to come back to us. It would be lovely to see her again. Such a lovely human being and always a nourishing time spent with her. I don't mean eating, I mean nourishing in a sort of emotional and intellectual sense. (laughs) Right, well, um, I've said all that, so I'll stop saying that. Uh, While I email Jackie Emery, content manager at Big Finish, to inform her of our random selection uh, so that she can set the offer live on bigfinish.com website. Benji, can you um, just, just spill the beans, basically? about how to do this yeah very easy I'm, I'm very good at spilling beans well, all you have to do is go to big, sorry no. I'm sorry sorry um, all you have to do is go to bigfinish.com when you're on there head to the podcast page once you're on the podcast page you'll see a picture of me and Nick and click read more yes when you read notes. more you will say just click here and enter the code buck up and it is basically telling you what to do it's telling you right there enter the code buck up and you'll get your money off it's simple 25 percent off the price it's it's just a steal i'd do it oh blimey that was nicely done wasn't it you you beat yeah, me well. to it with my, my email uh i've just Straight got to, to tell, the point no messing tell jackie that Right. Rather good, Ran. Rather good. As of now, next week's podcast, uh, which is out on the 12th of uh, November, is called uh, Audio Beast, is actually what it's called. Uh, And it features uh, Doctor Who, The Art of the Audio Adventures, a book that's coming out on Wednesday, the 15th of November. And we'll also be talking about The Star Beast. Make of that what you will. In the meantime, it only remains for me to say this edition of the Big Finish podcast was presented by me, Benji Clifford, and him, Nick Briggs. Nick also wrote, produced, and edited it. And of course, Benji and I did this for For the the love love of of stories. And finally, on the Big Finish podcast, The War Master, Rogue Encounters, Runtime by Tim Foley, and naturally starring Derek Jacobi as the master. Look, you're there. Where else am I going to be? I don't know. Maybe you wandered off. Yeah, quick stroll through this hellhole. Always lovely at this time of... Look. I'm fine. I can see the dugout from here. The shells are coming in from Central West. Yeah, well, I'm the commanding officer of this outpost now. That's because you're the only one left. Then get back safe. You can fight me for the top job. Once we're done here, I'll have no fight left. We're at the mouth of Alpha Pass now. One last look at home sweet home and... Slug? What? Get out of there now! What do you mean? There's <laughs> Scrap! Scrap! I see it. What is that? Ah, that's better. I'm sorry to make such an entrance. You, you you fell from the sky. Oh, higher than the sky, from the heavens above. It's an incredible thing, an impact suit. I could stroll right across the surface of the sun. What? Who? Yeah, we don't have much time, so let's make this quick. The Daleks are destroying this planet. We have 60 minutes to stop them. Who are you? 
I just said we don't have much time. What, you land here and expect me to go along with what you say? Yeah, I'm told I can be very persuasive. 60 minutes? Or thereabouts. The countdown is set to 4,000 realms. Countdown to what? The most powerful weapon the Daleks have on this planet. <laughs> They've bombarded us with all sorts. Nothing like this, believe me. I don't. Sorry. <laughs> you won't fire that thing at me. Won't I? Why not? Three reasons. One, I'm clearly not a Dalek agent, or you'd be dead by now. Two, you have the eyes of a warrior, but not yet the heart. You'd want to put me on trial at least. And three, the power pack on that gun is spent. It's useless. That's more like it. My radio, when you came down, I... I've been monitoring from orbit. The last of your forces went over the top, didn't they? And they went... Yeah, that way. They're going to run into trouble. They know that. That's why they went. Got it. If I warn the others... What about? I don't know. Strange men falling from the sky? This alleged weapon? I need more intel. It's going to explode. That's all you need to know. It's not working. No, it doesn't matter. Your friends can't help. The Daleks would have already spotted them. It's up to us now. Us? Frankly, your friends are the ideal distraction with their one last push. Meanwhile, we take another route. Reach the Dalek base. Stop the bomb. I can't. Why not? I'm stationed here. An abandoned outpost? You're needed in the fight. You're trying to lead me away from here. Oh, I don't really have time for this, but... I need someone who knows the terrain. I need you. What's your name? They call me Slug. Ah, and they call me the Master. There we go. Now we're comrades in arms. Even if I bomb in the base, the Alpha Pass is the only safe route. Then we take a less safe route. You're serious about this, aren't you? Absolutely. I'm not coming, but there's... Look, follow me. Uh, where are we going? Captain's dead <coughs> out. Look, there's a map on the wall. I can point the way. Yeah, you'll be better off sticking with me. The Daleks are firing on the whole area. They'll want to make sure retreat isn't possible for your people. Down here. Uh, okay, here, see? Oh, talk me through it. So they've gone up that way, Alpha Pass, along the ridge, and then the foot of the enemy base. So I need to go, um, what's all this? Old battlefields. They're completely sodden now, more like swamps. There's a chance there'll be bits of the city left, the odd road, but it'll be tough going. It was always going to be tough. Then, across here... The Valley of Ghosts. A delightful name. People who go in there don't come out. At least they don't come out sane. So best of luck with that. And then up this mountain, yes? It's a sheer cliff face. And then into the base, find the weapon and defuse it. In an hour. Yeah, less now. Shall we get started? There's no we in this. I need you, Slug. And in the long run, you're going to need me, your guardian angel. Oh. This place won't last much longer, and the planet falls soon after that. This just... it's too sudden. Total annihilation doesn't always announce its presence. We're lucky to even have a countdown. I can escort you part of the way, if we're quick about it. We need to be quick. Come on. Down this way. The bombardment is beginning in force. There's a tunnel nearby. That'll open up onto the edge of the battlefield. We should try to arm ourselves, at least. I presume your assault force took the last of your working guns. Well, did you bring any kind of weapon? My wits. (laughs) Getting closer. Hurry. Not much further. (laughs) Hey, faster. Down here. Are you okay? Well, a little muddy, that's all. Here. Oh, thank you. We're sealed in. But I think the shelling stopped for now. Looks as though this escort is now a permanent one. Yeah, well, 
Let's just hope this tunnel isn't blocked in on the other end too. Hope? <laughs> A dangerous occupation in wartime. <clears throat> How long have you been fighting the Daleks? Oh, is this the getting to know you bit? <laughs> All my life. Not by the looks of you, that can't be very long. Who are you then? Someone who impossibly arrives bearing horrifying news? Just a soldier, like you, in the thick of the fight. Have you been fighting the enemy too? Endlessly, it seems. This is not just your war. There are other places, other times. And this particular Dalek occupation is set to play a key role. What do you mean? There's a ship of my people due to pass this area of space-time. About 20 mid-ranking officials. All part of the War Council, or at least the latest iteration of it. The latest? The perks of fighting a time war. You fight it over and over again in many different ways, with many different people. But the same fools always rise to the top, with even bigger fools propping them up. That's who the Daleks are targeting, not the crown jewels, just the tawdry cushions upon which they sit. You said they were going to destroy this planet? Yes. To take out 20 people? Yes. <laughs> 20 people? On your old world, whole battalions would die for the gain of a few feet. We're not so barbaric these days. No, but the Daleks are. And that's why they're winning. Ah, there's a light up ahead. Come back. I'll check it out. <laughs> you, why the concern? Yeah, just making sure that... Okay, it, it's caved in slightly, but we could scramble through. I'll go first. Not so fast. We're hoping they're occupied elsewhere, but there are always rogue patrols. And these fields out there, when you're in them, it is an endless expanse. Buildings flattened, barely any cover. If there's even one of them, they will spot us. They will target us with pinpoint accuracy. I can still go first. If this weapon is real, you're the only one who knows anything about it. So, keep back. And here goes. If I pop my head over the top and it's blasted off, you run away as fast as you can. Noted. <laughs> Anything? Safe. Safe as it can be. Uh, 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 you're not wrong. <laughs> An endless expanse. The fog doesn't help either. There's a story that it's... When the enemy first arrived, they slaughtered everyone who lived here and then ground their bones into mist. Do you believe such tales? Of course not. Oh, you should. Come on, this way. <laughs> So, you know the route. I thought you said you needed someone who knew the terrain. I know the general direction. Dalek base, that way. It'll be slow going over this. We can't afford to be slow. I wish we had some kind of skimmer. That would only draw attention. We're quicker on foot. But we're not going to make it. Uh -huh. We're far too early in this enterprise for that kind of defeatism. I have strode in muddier fields than this. I have waded through boggy improbabilities and still come out on top. Stop. What? I did just say we can't afford to be... Get down. What is it? I thought I heard behind us. What? I can't... Shh. There's someone following us. A Dalek? I don't think so. Someone on foot. Oh, then we're fine. <laughs> Daleks don't have feet. Yeah, except for spider Daleks, and if we run into any of those, we are in trouble. Come on, Slug. But I'm sure there's... Slug? Is such an appellation common here? It's more common than the Master. Ah, that's fair, I suppose. I'm unique. Slug is my call sign. Then what's your real name? If I had one, I don't remember. Something else we have in common. But if you're to become a heralded warrior, Slug, you need a better title. I don't want to become a heralded warrior. I just want to survive. They'll celebrate you for what you achieved today. Well, we need to achieve it first. You'll jinx us. So where did you get this weapon intel? I don't believe in jinxes. <laughs> don't be afraid to say what the future holds. 
Just bear in mind, in a time war, that shifts on a regular basis. You keep calling this a time war. I have no idea what... What's that? No, 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 don't listen. Cover your... Shove mud in your ears, anything. that broadcasts to the entire planet. Oh, genius. My ears are still tickling. Presumably the Daleks do such empty addresses on a regular basis, instilling fear into the hearts of... Slug? Slug? It's all right. Just breathe. Breathe. And keep walking. That's it. One foot in front of the other. I... It's just so hard to, to hear them. Yes, that's what the Daleks want. You say their names so easily. What do you mean? The enemy. Their name. Like it doesn't carry so much damage. So much weight. Well, if the name of the Daleks is tipping one end of the scale, you must tip the other. Which is why Slug won't cut it, I'm afraid. I need to... What are you doing? My radio. I, I need to check in with Scrap and make sure that... Yeah. Damn, damn, damn. I, I forgot it was... Oh. Don't do that. It can't yeah. be fixed. Yet you don't know that. I'm very skilled with such things. Oh, you are? There. As we walk, I'll tinker with it. And we'll think of a better call sign for you. Slug the Merciless. Slug... <laughs> The Destructor. <laughs> you make me sound like... When we were on Nightwatch together, the Scrap makes little comics on an old order packet and the heroes in them are really daft, but they always save the day. This Scrap is important to you. Just a comrade. Uh, perhaps, but this is the first time I've seen you smile. Uh, what? What's up there? I can't... Oh, uh, we must be... Those are old outhouse buildings, what's left of them. Oh, they're little more than rubble. They won't provide any cover. It's not so much about cover. It's about getting out of this mud. Mm. We're not moving nearly as fast as we need to. I did say. <laughs> yeah, well, come on, then. To surer ground. <laughs> Slug the speedy. Slug the sprightly. I could beat you in a race, at least. Yes, I'd like to see you try. <laughs> Oh, oh. Oh. Well, that's much better. Nothing like a quick jog through obliterated dwellings to get the hearts racing. <laughs> that's dark. <laughs> We're not trampling over anyone you knew, are we? Probably. Uh, no, this place was gone long before I was born. Yes, when I scanned from orbit, there wasn't a single structure on this side of the planet intact. Except the Dalek base, of course. Big finish for the love of stories.